How many languages do you speak? How many? Well, actually, fluently German, Spanish, and English, mm-hmm. and then I can get by in French and Portuguese. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I love that. Well, I can get by it. I can speak um, English. That's that's about it. <laughs> Welcome to Conversations with Her. My name is Phaedra Prendergast, Editor-in-Chief of WTC Magazine, the number one print and digital magazine for all things enterprise and community. I share stories of women who are typically never found on the front line and place them on our front covers to inspire the next generation of female leaders. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Britta Fernandez-Smith, who is Executive Director at Women for Women International UK holding many other titles under the organisation, such as Senior Vice President for Global Partnerships and also sitting on their Board of Directors. In short, Britta is an incredible advocate for change and women. You know what is so interesting, isn't it? It's like when you um, grow older and then there's this kind of benefit of hindsight, right? And you look back and and what might have been happening to you at the time Mm -hmm. would not have been as significant as when you look back and you realise how it has shaped your life, isn't it? So obviously because I've been looking back a lot, um, I'm able to tell that story now, but I just, I'm always really aware that, you know, that uh, sometimes people um, kind of think, oh, well, I don't have that, but it's just because they haven't stopped to look back and really... Um, you know, understand what moments in their lives have shaped them. And so, um, so obviously I've been doing that um, recently because I've been writing my book and um, definitely moving to Venezuela mm-hmm. from Germany. Um, so my parents were teachers and um, and they decided that they wanted to teach abroad in wow. a German school wow. abroad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so my father was offered a job um, in Caracas in um, Venezuela. And um, and so when I was 14, just turning 15, mm-hmm. we moved um, we moved there. And, um, and you know, I think that is a, like a crucial age anyway, mm-hmm. I think, particularly for girls. Because mm-hmm. I think it's when you really wake up to the reality of what it means to be a woman mm-hmm. um, and in terms of the gender stereotypes and the norms that society expects you to... Uh, live by and uh, you know abide by and um and so and that coupled with moving into a completely different culture and and you know socioeconomic context where there was extreme poverty right in front of your eyes which mm-hmm. i had not experienced directly before mm-hmm. that was um that was literally like the kind of the ignition <laughs> within me you yeah. know it really was yeah. like a like a fierce eruption um of passion and, and and i remember you know when you're 15 i mean it it was just like the, the, how is this possible mm-hmm. this is outrageous and it's absolutely unacceptable that was the kind of feeling and this is not fair and uh, both not fair in terms of seeing the extreme poverty and seeing how it disproportionately affects women which obviously we know we now know right that 70 percent of the poorest in the world are women at at the time when i was 15 i didn't know that Mm -hmm. i just saw it Mm -hmm. and um and then and then and then you know and then waking up i have a younger brother he's a year and a half younger than me and and you know waking up to the fact that he was being treated very differently to me Mm -hmm. that was also like what (laughs) what's going on here (laughs) you know yeah and so so it was literally like like wow okay and um And that's how it, how, you know, that's how I remember it really starting. Amazing. Um, And what changes have you enforced 
you know, all made for women. Such an interesting question, isn't it, actually, Pedro? And I have not been asked that because people ask me, like, what's the thing that you're most proud of or what? But actually directly asking, you know, what change are you creating for other women? Mm -hmm. I really love that. I really love that because obviously my purpose is to inspire other women to follow their fears. Wow. Right, so wow. be fierce and, and and own their power. That's my purpose, yeah. and and I'm really clear about that. And so, but to then ask yourself, okay, what have you actually <laughs> achieved? Mm -hmm. And and obviously, there are things that I've achieved as part of a team mm -hmm. at Women for Women International yeah. that are definitely highlights. Like for example, in 2015 was a year after the Yazidi women and girls were, um, um, you know, held hostage, kept kept as 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 sex slaves basically by ISIS, yeah. and um, and I was reading a story of a twelve year old girl who had been um, who had been a sex slave for six months and had been raped, you know, by different men throughout the period on a daily basis, and um, and I remember reading about it in the New York Times um, during the summer, and my daughter, my youngest daughter at the time, was twelve, and I just felt sick, and I could not stop thinking about it, and I and and you know, I mean, I do this day in day out and, and obviously I'm also saying this because it it never changes for me the outrage and the the horror just never lessens mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. so I came back from holiday and I said to my team okay because we were preparing like an art gala at the time and I said okay we, we have to raise some specific money to help your ZD women and girls because they are coming back from this horrendous experience and their families and communities are not welcoming them back because they're basically tainted goods now right. and so they go from one trauma to the next trauma mm -hmm. And I'm like, we have to do something, and and so and so we did. So we we raised an enormous amount of money that that time because I I spoke about exactly what I just told you. I just mm -hmm. told them, and um and we were able to raise enough money to um start partnering with Free Yazidi Foundation, which mm -hmm. is a wonderful organization, um that works with Yazidi women and girls in northern Iraq, and uh, and you know we and through that we were immediately able to help um, hundreds of women um receive psychosocial counseling and a mm -hmm. safe space mm -hmm. and. You know, just like a community to 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 fall back onto, and 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 that's just something you know, so concrete, so tangible, so important that I always um, think back of it. But um, obviously, all the work that Women for Women International is doing, and um, with the teams in countries affected by conflict. Um, it's life-changing, Phaedria. You know, we have, we, we, we collect the data. We know that women who live well below the extreme poverty line mm. end up earning more than three times what they had before and are able to send their children to school, mm. are able to, mm. you know, find their voice and, and make changes, not just in their lives, but in the lives of, of the community. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, those, those are things that... Um, that are really meaningful and, 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 and give me a lot of um, joy. But then there are other things and really made me think that also in the context of your magazine that I wanted to say, and that is I am personally really committed to helping women one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. And um, yeah. for a while now, I've been approached, you know, by women. So, oh, will you mentor me? Can I talk to you? Can I ask you for advice? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I, I'm sure you do too, right? And so I you know, I started to do that, um, just, you know, just as a chat. And then I started thinking, well, actually, I'd really like to understand more how you, how can I be the most effective coach? And so also I love the one-on-ones, you know, and see, directly see the transformation of the women. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I, I, I asked 
actually, I asked my coach whether she would coach me to be the kind of coach that she is because she helped me so phenomenally. And she did. And so I did that a few years ago. And since then, I actually have, I also have, I've got paying coach, coaching clients, but for every woman that pays me because she can, because her business, you know, pays for it or whatever, I then also offer a coaching to someone who can't pay for it. And, um, and that's just been a beautiful thing. And I know, and this is not about me, I hope space, the women transform, but I do know that there's been a huge transformation and impact. And I, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's very, very special. Um, and I mean, you've, you've kind of touched on it a little bit there, you know, with your mentorship, but what is your pledge for change, um, for 2021? Um, so I, I, you know, I absolutely believe that sisterhood mm-hmm. is a choice, right? Absolutely. It's a, it's a, right. Um, and you can choose and the thing is we every single one of us can proactively choose sisterhood over the fear of losing out the fear of competition the fear that there is not enough this kind of scarcity mindset that just mm-hmm. does not serve us and i feel that that's been one of the challenges in the current um you know um covid crisis that uh, that there's been a lot of fear, obviously, which comes with change and upheaval, and there's and and and, and that fear plays into the scarcity mindset. There's not going to be enough. There's not going to be enough. You know, now that there's a, there's going to be an economic crisis, there's not going to be enough. And it's just like, wow, stop! That is never going to help us. Yeah, you yeah. know, we need to think the other way. Mm-hmm. We need to think, you know, this this world is such a beautiful, big gorgeous abundant place you know there is enough for all of us to go around and Mm -hmm. and the 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 way that we can tap into that is by 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 helping each other and supporting each other and looking out for each other and connecting and so that is my um it's my ongoing pledge um Pedro you know it's not just for 21 that is I choose sisterhood yeah I love that that is very special um and you you touched on the fact that you you offer mentorship do you have a mentor or did you ever have a mentor or someone that advised you always literally honestly <laughs> the last i don't know i mean 15 17 years wow. or something like that wow. yeah i've always had someone and i um i so believe in that and i i say i, I say this in my book as well ask for help I mean, yes, you yes. know, the, the change that you want to create um, needs to come from within you and only you can propel it. But you don't have to be, do it alone. You can right. ask people to hold the space for you to be your mentors, your coaches, your confidants, whatever. And that goes back to the sisterhood, right? Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And and I have, um, I have a wonderful woman who has been accompanying me for the last six, seven years. And she is, um, I, I say this in my book, I've got this boardroom in my heart, mm-hmm. Aphasia, where I place women who have deeply inspired me, who have changed my life, wow. who, you know, and, and, and I can, and it's so wonderful, you know, that when I, and when I have days, which we all do, when maybe the sun doesn't seem as bright and things seem a little bit down, um, I know I can always go into my boardroom in my heart and I'll just find exactly the right woman who I need to just sit down with to remind me of what matters to me and that there's always hope and that I am stronger than I think and that's and so obviously this woman and Moira she's my my 
my coach and mentor and she is in my boardroom and she's a beautiful woman and, and I am so grateful to her because she has you know witnessed my transformation and and hold that space for me so I really love that that is very special and I love that you said that you know that it's it's necessary and I love that you said that you know it's important to ask for help and I think a lot of people they don't like to do that they they feel like they're a burden um, or they feel like they don't want to look like they don't know or they can't do so they they avoid asking for help I know do you know what? I was reading something really interesting based on extensive research mm-hmm. with managers or leaders in organizations and businesses mm-hmm. when you ask them what makes you trust your employees and the number one thing that makes them trust their employees is when they ask for help wow <laughs> and I just thought about it that makes so much sense to me, Fasia, right? Yeah, because it does. It does. employees and they don't ask me for help or for clarification, I'm like, okay, there's something wrong here. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, I mean, you, particularly when they're starting anew, you know, you, you want them to ask for help mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Um, because obviously they don't know. And, and, and there's always something that you don't know. So, yeah, so I, I think that's a good, a good way to sell asking for help, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Um, and... You know, you, you've had this incredible, you know, mentorship and leadership for this many years. Is there anything that anyone has ever said to you? You might not have even been a mentor, but just a piece of advice or some words of wisdom that, you know, was given to you that has just always stuck and you, you know you'll just never be able to forget it. Yeah, and this was probably about um, 10 years ago. Yeah. When, when I first became an executive director, mm-hmm. I, I asked one of the women that I had known and I really looked up to, and I just thought she was an amazing coach and entrepreneur. I asked her whether she would mentor me because I had never been an executive director and I was really aware of what I didn't know. Right. Um, and she said yes. And one of the first things she said to me, okay, Britta, you're going to have to do less and be more. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow. wow. I mean, and, and I swear at the beginning, I, I wasn't even really sure what she meant. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, I now have an even more senior. I need to do even more now. And, and she really helped me to realize, and this is why I think what many of us don't, and which is also why I wanted to write my book, that actually the more you are, the greater your impact. And mm-hmm. if, you know, when you say be the change, it's be the change. It's not do the change. Right. It's be it, be it, yeah. yes be it and, and and what that means is make time for meditation mm-hmm. for for kind of meditative yoga for journaling mm-hmm. for you know and, and I remember she said to me but you have to just do yoga or meditate I'm like what are you crazy I, don't, I can't meditate you know I'm far too busy yes. I because I was absolutely in this kind of productivity mindset of just right. do 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 all the time right but never actually thinking and meditating about right. what you have to do and also just having time to actually set intentions. Yes. You know, and, and the power of this kind of different energy yeah. that comes when you are grounded, when you move out of your head and yes. into your heart yes, and yes. into your heart and you connect wow. with your inner essence. Yeah. Wow, wow. That is very powerful. Powerful, powerful. I love that. Um, and what is your leadership style like? Because 
um, of course, you've unified. Oh God, I, I couldn't even put into numbers how many women you've done that for. But how do you, how how do you unify women? And you know, how do you then get those women, um, to see like you do, to want to other, to then want to unify other women? Mm, what a beautiful question. And and you know, and I love that question requires you to have a lot of, a lot of self-awareness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um and that is something that i really proactively nurture and it goes back to the being more right because yes. it's only when you are that yes. you can really reflect on who you are right. and how you respond right. in situations of stress etc and um and that was really important for me to cultivate because i began to realize that the more self-aware i was the more intentional i was going to be able to be right. in the impact that i wanted to create and um which is, again, I, I talk about a lot in my book, like how, how you can help yourself to do that, right? Because that's how you grow your impact, actually, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and so what my intention was, right? The intentions that I have set for my leadership style, for how I want to create change, and that is obviously personal to everyone, um, is linked to my purpose, which is to inspire others to follow their fears. And... Um, and what I believe that means is that it's for them to unfold the potential that is already within them. Right. And the potential is fired by your fierceness, by this power within you, mm-hmm. right? And so, so then first of all, I, um, I try and be as authentic and, you know, and vulnerable and open with who I am because I know that that is, allows me to connect with others and, and that allows, therefore, then others also to connect with their authenticity and essence within them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and I try to create a space that is brave, you know, where you have boundaries, so brave like in B and boundaries, where you are reliable, you, you kind of say what you, um, what you, what you mean, right? Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. where you, um, you know, you keep secrets, so like a vault, like B for vault, and, um, and you, you know, you express, um, you, you, you're kind of as, um, open and honest about, um, what, you you know what you are looking for and um and 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 what how you are experiencing your reality and 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 what i have um seen and this is really interesting is just last week i was doing the appraisal of of the staff that i managed directly Mm -hmm. and every single one of them commented on how trusted they feel Mm -hmm. and i thought to myself you know what actually that is probably the number one impact i want to create is that women feel trusted because, you know, if you feel trusted, you're more likely to also trust yourself. Absolutely. And that is I want for everyone to trust themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how do you, how do you build relationships? So how is it that you, you know, you really, because doing what you do, I know it might be difficult to do that because you, have to liaise with so many people and women all the time so how do you ensure that you like you maintain and actually build those relationships do you know what my number one is curiosity mm-hmm. i'm i'm just so which is also why i wanted to ask you immediately you know when did you start this like i'm just so 
curious mm -hmm. about other people. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. I love people. I, I love to learn about them. And and that's always the first thing that I bring to any conversation, whether that's a government official or a, a funder or a, a woman I'm gonna be coaching or it doesn't really matter, or whether it's the women that I meet in, in the in Congo or wherever it is that I'm traveling. I, just, I want to know more about them. I want to know if they got children. What are their dreams? What you know? What what you know? What moves them? And because that's just beautiful. And then you connect. And then once you connect, then you have something to build on. Right. Right. And that's how you relate. Because otherwise, if you don't, if you don't find that thing that connects you then then you can't build a relationship so that's that's how i do it and and it's beautiful and it obviously it means you you know you're really open mm -hmm. i mean i go into any relationship really openly with curiosity and love those are the two things mm -hmm. i'm really curious i want to know more about you and my heart is filled with love for you as a human i'm not going to judge you i just want to understand why why are we talking you know what are you interested in what am i interested in mm -hmm. can we find common ground and can we you know change the world together and fulfill our purpose together and that's what i do with our ambassadors or with the amazing brands that we work with or you know it's 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 not i'm not asking for money that's not what i do mm -hmm. i'm i'm creating opportunities for us to jointly do some wonderful things that will help us to fulfill our purpose so i love that and having lived in and, and worked in so many different countries you're very um you you adapt easily to change so it's not something I guess it maybe it was difficult at first um I don't personally like change but I know it's very necessary <laughs> um what advice would you give on you know the ability to take on I'd say different people different environments different forms because I know that having to go to those different countries of course, you're not going to meet the same kind of people. You know, the culture is different. A lot of things are different. So how how did you deal with that? And what advice would you give? Yeah, for me, the most important thing when I travel, and, and even, so say I've been to Nigeria a couple of times, mm -hmm. or so I've been to a country before, even though I always try and come with um, a beginner's mindset, yes. in a, right, in the sense that I'm, again, this curiosity that I, I'm, I don't want to make any assumptions, so no assumptions, I'm not making any assumptions right, just right, because. Right. Um, you know, just because I've been there before, or just because I, you know, I know the country director really well, I'm not going to just assume that I, I, I know. Right. No. Say again. How are you? How is the situation? What is going on? How can I help? What, what do I do? How do you advise me? Um, or when I go into, um, into the communities to meet the women, which is always such a joy, and and and, I, and on both sides, I think they love, you know, showing what they're doing, and I love seeing it, so that I can then obviously take their stories um, to the generous donors who support our work, right. and, um, and and I will always, like I just described, I will always. Obviously, I will always um, be advised by our local teams um, as to, you know, how I should dress mm -hmm. and what is appropriate and not, because that absolutely varies greatly, yeah. not just from country yeah. to country, but yeah. from community to community, Definitely. from, you know, area to area. And it's very important to me to, to be respectful of that. Yes. And then, um, but then, but then really trust that we are connected as humans mm -hmm. and that the 
that I can trust my instincts mm-hmm. to know um, how to how to behave, you know, what questions to ask. And, and often I just go in and I just smile and I don't, you know, don't start talking immediately. And I just, you know, maybe the children will come running up to you, you know, and, um, or you just, you just, you know, just give them a little moment also to take you in and, right, um, right. and, and, and be guided by, by their pace and, and their interest. And then, um, and then do do it like that. So I think it's just keeping this um, learner beginner's mindset yeah. now and just really yeah. and not no assumptions. Yeah, I love that, and I think that's very important. And I think I think that's very special. Um, that that that's the way that you approach it because I think when you do look at it that way, then you go in there, and and that's when you're able to learn. You know, like you said, you're not going in there, um, saying that I know everything you're you're literally there to you know learn and 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 really adapt and I think that's how you can really adapt you can't go in there with your your own mindsets and so on so that's that's very special um and how do you decide you know where to go next yeah so so women for international has a very um rigorous obviously assessment process mm-hmm. for deciding mm-hmm. in which country to go or where if we are already in a country which other kind of areas to go into mm-hmm. and they're very much based on identifying um where is the greatest need and if it's a new country identifying whether are there other organizations already doing mm-hmm. the kind of work that we can do mm-hmm. and if there are, then obviously we are not going to uh, go there because we don't want to duplicate. Um, and if there aren't, then the next question is, is it safe enough mm-hmm. for us to set up a local office? Um, because obviously we don't have the infrastructure that you know large organizations have. So right. we have to rely on the community on, and on the kind of country situation to provide the security that we want to um, ensure for our staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a it's a really intense process, and and um, and just now, for obviously for a number of years, we've been wanting to support women in Syria, and we haven't been able to go and and obviously set something up because it has not been safe enough. Um, and um, what we've done now is is we have found an organisation that is already operating in Syria very effectively, mm-hmm. um, and we've partnered with them to share our experiences and to help them raise funding and you know and collaborate in that way and so and then then that's what we did in northern Iraq a few years ago um and then eventually we realized that it it was safe enough and it was fine for us to set up our own team and it made sense to contribute our approach separately to the other organizations and so that's that's how it goes it's it's slow you know it's slow and it's rigorous and and that's how it needs to be yeah. um, we you know we are not an emergency response organization we are about providing long-term development support in crisis um you know so this kind of we kind of bridge both um yeah yeah right i love that i love that um and how many languages do you speak how many well actually fluently german spanish and english Mm -hmm. and then i can get by in french and portuguese (laughs) i love that i love that well i can get by it i can speak um english that's that's about it (laughs) 
That's I right. Can't major. This is this is obviously because right because obviously English is is in Germany. I grew up in Germany before I moved to Venezuela, and English has always been high on the agenda. And obviously, so and now I live here, and mm-hmm. then German is my mother tongue, and then Spanish because I lived in Venezuela, and now I'm married to um, José Luis from Spain. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, and then and then and then I studied Latin American literature, and, and because. You had to choose a language. Yes. I already knew Spanish. I chose Portuguese, and then French. I learned because I lived in Brussels for a few years working there. So, wow, yeah. wow I love that. Thank you to our listeners for joining today's conversation, and thank you, Britta. I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Britta, and her pledge for change has also made you want to do the same. There's still six months left of the year, so there's more than enough time to change at least one life. Once again, thank you and join me next time for Conversations with Her.